We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, and with me today, no one. Uh, I thought today would be a good day to do a little Terry Rozier, a little film breakdown, a little bit of a little bit of a temperature check on what's going on with Miami's kind of big acquisition uh, this season. Because I think it's been an interesting six games. I mean, they stopped the slide; they had a pretty big slide in the middle of that. Uh, they get some wins on the board and they lose a pretty rough game to the Clippers that kind of feel like, you know, they needed for morale and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just me today. We're going to go over some film. We're going to talk some numbers and we're going to learn some stuff today. We're going to learn the good and the bad. Cause I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about Rozier on the heat so far in offense. And today we're going to focus only on the offensive end. And there's a lot that I do like, um, so we got to start with his finishing. That has not been good. He's shooting 58% at the rim this year. It's it's quite horrible. From mid-range, he's about 46%, which is pretty good. That's like one of his strengths, I think. And I think the ability for him to get into the pull-up has been kind of really good for Miami. And he's kind of one of their more consistent guys in doing that in pick and roll. And from three, he's at 34%. This is not good. It's not very good. Um... When he's on the floor, the Heat are outscored by 13 points per 100 possessions in about 215 minutes. Their offensive rating is only at 108, and their defensive rating is 120. Those are the minutes that he's on the floor. So let's let's go over that again. When Rozier is on the floor, the 215 minutes that he's been on, the Heat have been outscored by negative 13 net rating. They have an offensive rating of 108 and a defensive rating of 121. It's not good. And part of that has been this giant losing streak and they've all looked bad and it's not just him. I'm just given what we know, looking at the numbers in addition to what we kind of said about his finishing. Miami has looked bad and I don't think he's been the solution. And I don't think he's been the problem because the problem persisted kind of prior to his tenure here, but 
that's you know that's what we're working with. You know what I mean? And I see Big Papa in chat saying yikes, then triple yikes. You know what I mean? Somebody's like, gee, would Lowry have done this better than Rozier? Where I don't want to talk about like I don't want to relitigate the trade. We all know how I feel. We've all talked about it. At the end of the day, this is what they have. This is what they're gonna have going forward. And we got to talk about the guys uh, on the floor, right? We got to talk, you know, we're going to do some trade stuff for the deadline. It's coming up on Thursday. Uh, I think maybe on Wednesday, you know, we'll kind of preview, but I just don't really see Miami as active players. Also judging from everything I've talked about. So my, and we're going to, so we're going to start looking at some Terry Rozier plays and a big thing for me with him so far is, I have not loved his decision-making and pick-and-roll. particular, I don't think he's found the pocket rolling big enough. I think that he's also taking off too early, which is why he's missing a lot of layoffs. I think he needs to be a little bit quicker on the acceleration. I think he needs to be a little bit more forceful when he goes to the rim. Because I think the burst is there. Like, you see the athleticism. And I think he needs to, like, commit to being like, okay, I, I got to I gotta fly. Or... I think his kind of spatial awareness for his teammates has got to improve. There's been some times where he misses a guy open on the wing or he's a little late on the pass where he gets in the air. I think sometimes in pick and roll, he'll go to the rim and he'll kind of predetermine, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, uh, like he, he navigates, he kind of scans the floor and he goes, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, once, I come off the, once I come off the corner of the pick, this is what I'm going to do. And I think sometimes he doesn't improvise. You know, his decision making is not very snappy. So let's take a look at that. Let's look at some film, kind of what I thought was interesting, and we'll kind of we'll kind of go over it. So here, something that they've done a lot is they're running a lot of pick and roll with Rozier and Jimmy, which I like, and that's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, because a lot of times what Miami's trying to do is get a switch so that they can get the ball to Jimmy and he can establish post position a little bit easier as opposed to when he just gets kind of in the pick and roll as a ball handler he has a small guy on the perimeter and i think miami's kind of spacing problems makes those kinds of actions more difficult when their shooters are not hitting and when guys are not being when guys are being helped off of so i think an interesting thing that they've been doing with rosier is they're very committed to jimmy screening for him and we kind of see you know tyus jones is on him jimmy jimmy screens are trying to get that switch right tyus jones fights over all good Jimmy kind of rescreens that now Jimmy's man has to come tag Jimmy. There's look at how many look at Tyler's not being guarded. That has to be that's that pass that you have to make because you're about to go in the paint and you have a, a defensive player of the year. You have the guy at your hip. So you haven't even beat Tyus Jones yet. You have Jimmy's man that's coming in to stun on the drive. And that's a pass for a good shooter. And if and if anybody and if Caleb's man comes to rotate, that's one pass in the corner. And Terry just kind of goes. He does the acceleration. Look at where he takes off. He's taking this layup because of Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm sorry, I called him Tyus Jones. I, he, that is not Tyus Jones. Excuse me. Tyus Jones used to be a Memphis Grizzlies. My bad. Um, and I because they played the Wizards, and I did watch him play against Tyus Jones. So I got my wires crossed, Chad. I'm so sorry. But Rozier is kind of taken off. And I apologize to the pod audience. I really recommend you watch this on YouTube. If not, I'm going to try to do my best to kind of paint the picture. But Rozier takes off from the dotted line. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is right there. Look how he's like, that's like a floater. It's not a layup. It's a tough finish. And he just doesn't get it to go. 
Bam, you know, is kind of there, or whoever that is, that's uh, Thomas Bryant. So, you know, we, we can run that back in full time. You know, I like the action. I just wish he commits to either giving Tyler that pass or going at the body of the de- or of a former defensive player of the year, not like kind of playing that scared floater game because that's a that's a tough shot. That's a tough shot to make. Um, we'll go to the next one. We have again. Now we have Tyler screening. You got Bam on the floor. Kind of bring that back. So we'll run that. So Hero sets the screen. They kind of run this Hero Bam double drag, which I really like a lot. Right, because you get one guy popping and you get another guy rolling. Uh, Chat says that's not a tough shot. That's a tough shot. Stop it. Um, so you know you have these two guys screening. So Tyler comes to screen. Bam's the lower screener. So Tyler's gonna flare and Bam's gonna roll. Miami's running this with an empty corner. What that means is that on the strong side of the ball, there is nobody occupying that corner. So that means there's no defender that can come in to tag the drive to help to do anything. Everything's on the weak side, and I believe that's Caleb and Duncan. And teams don't help off Duncan. I think that's Scotty Pippen Jr. on Duncan, and they don't tend to do that. So we're going to have this action. The screen happens. Bam rolls. Tyler comes out. Rozier goes in, and Bam's there to clean up. Now, again, I have this issue on where he takes off, and this is going to be kind of like a trend. Like I just think he takes off too, like, too early. Like, Look, he's again from the dotted line. It's over. It's over traffic. He misses it. Bam's behind the layup. And ultimately, that's positive for them, right? Because they're getting action at the rim. And at least they give their bigs a chance to offensive rebound. And they've been a much better offensive rebounding team this season than last season. And I like the double drag because you involve, you know, Tyler and Bam, your other two best players on the floor, right? The defense, you know, again, that's also, and I don't blame him for not hitting Duncan on that pass because Duncan gets helped off of. Right, they're like, oh shit, tag, tag, you know, help on the drive. That needs to, you know, he needs to kind of like anticipate that and get that. But you know, they were going to the rim. That could also be a lob, but again, gets kind of a tough shot. Bam's there to clean it up. It's good. It's not great. You can clean that up. You know, you has to be a little sharper with his decision making and kind of a little bit more aware of his teammates. Uh, we're kind of go to the Boston game now. And uh, we have Let's Just Commissioner saying, Terry just gets distracted reading words in the paint he's not used to because nobody in Charlotte can read. That's mean. Maybe true, but also mean. Uh, <laughs> so we have this Boston game. And uh, I thought Rozier was really active in this one too. So we're going to get Jimmy kind of running. Now we have Rozier and Holiday on him. Boston's such a good defensive team. And I think every... Kind of t- every clip I watched of him on offense, I was like, damn, bro, Boston's like that defense is. I love really impressed with Boston. I mean, their defense is so airtight and it's really difficult, but he has Holiday on him. He's trying to beat him off the dribble. Porzingis is there. And again, look at where he gathers his dribble. Like it's just early for me. And he's going to go and he's going to, he's going to score here. Porzingis did not step up. Should have, was a little late. Um, but they, that's kind of like a, a good thing. So like Jimmy can run an action. He blows by Holiday and gets there. Again, the stuff that you want is you want guys to put pressure, to force rotation, to at least scare you into thinking like this is a problem. And, and as the first quarter of the game, obviously like important. But again, I just really want him to go a little closer to the basket. And again, Porzingis was late, but 
you know, it is what it is. Um, Chad also says, isn't Terry's early takeoff that freezes Porzingis there? I mean, I don't really think so. I, I think he was kind of late. I mean, he should have been in help. I, I think he's concerned with Bam there. But, uh, and we'll get into like other clips where I think that like it's more of an issue, but you know, he scores and I think that's like ultimately positive for them. Um, Rozier here, we have Bam in transition pick and roll. He, he just gets stuck, right? And we'll, we'll run that back and we'll kind of go like, like frame by frame. So in kind of transition, Bam sets that screen. This is, this is a bad, this is like, he gets him. Pritchard gets caught. He recovers pretty okay. You know, he stays at the hip gets behind him holiday now comes in you gotta so he doesn't have an angle to bam you gotta you gotta give it to the open man and he doesn't and that's like kind of what i mean by his decision making and pick and roll you barely beat pritchard holiday realizes that and comes in horford's doing a great job and if we look at look at where horford's coming to the screen it's not like so deep you know like he's right there He's not too deep. He's containing Bam. Tatum is kind of between Robinson and the roll. He's ready. And Holiday recognizes that Pritchard's going to get beat. Helps in. Rozier picks up the dribble. You are stuck. There's no pass to Bam. You know, Caleb is not really being guarded by Luke Kennard. Not, I'm sorry, not Luke Kennard. Leonard uh, Cornette. Um, and I just think that has to be like a snappy decision to Richardson in the corner. And Josh has to put that up quick and that's offense like you get an you get a wide open corner three you know off a, a little transition pick and roll that's good instead you make it hard on yourself you're on holiday you put up a really tough shot don't even get the rim and that's what i mean and like you can you know you got to have eyes on your team that's an easy pass to josh that was missed and again he'll get better we're going through the poor and then we'll get to the better you know i wanted to organize it because um, I do think that as the game's kind of gone by, he grew up more synergy with his teammates, and uh, he got better. Um, so we have our next one, which I think so. We got Terry Bam pick and roll here. This one kind of bothered me for a couple reasons. I want you guys to watch Jimmy on this play, and I picked this play for a couple reasons. One of which was a Terry's missed pocket pass to Bam, who was wide open, and also Jimmy just straight up not giving a fuck. So. Rozier's bringing the ball up, right? They get it. Listen, that's, that's, he just got the ball up 19 seconds on the clock. They're getting into a set. I love that. They need to be fast. They need to get into actions quick. Bam's going to come over. He's going to set the screen. Watch Jimmy. Jimmy needs to go down to the fucking block and seal Tatum, right? Because Terry's trying to come around that screen and go into the paint. Jimmy's job is to seal, right? And instead, Terry's going to come off. That's a great screen by Bam. Holiday's behind the play. Miami's running another empty corner pick and roll, which is the Eric Spolstra special. So there's nobody in this corner to come in to help on the drive. Every Between Bam and the rim, if Jimmy does his job and seals Tatum, is Porzingis has to make a decision between the ball handler and the roller, and the roller has a lot of space, and the roller is really good. We're going to run it. Jimmy, for some reason, gets sealed by Tatum here, which is, again, annoying. Let's run that. Jimmy just lets him. Just watch Jimmy. Jimmy's trotting. And just, what the fuck is that? Do your fucking job. Play hard. Regardless, I pissed me, drove me annoyed to no end. So, Rozier's going to come off. 
I don't understand what you're doing here. Now you're taking on Derek White, Porzingis, and Tatum, who gets in front of Jimmy, right? You're, you're taking on three Celtics, and Bam was open the whole time. Awful miss layup. And look, now the Celtics are running in transition. That's like, an, a, that's so bad considering, again, you are you have Bam so open. Boom, screen, boom, come off. Look at look at how big the pocket is. Look at all the space you have. And if Jimmy has just does his job as well, now you have Bam really with no resistance and no help. And at this point, worst case scenario, Tatum comes to help. That should not bother Bam to the degree that you know other other help like Porzingis should. But instead, Rozier kind of takes the extra dribble again, picks it up at the dotted line again. This is like a theme with him, and he's gonna go up and take on four Celtics. They don't get anything, and blah. So kind of kind of annoyed with that. That that play to me kind of encapsulated like I'm like you gotta hit guys in the pocket. You gotta make decisions, and it's like, and, and then Jimmy's just the icing on the cake there. Um, now we we gotta go to the Nick game now, and uh, again, so let's let's run this. Again, this is another instance of, I think, Rozier kind of just taking off a little early. So they have a little bit of chaos on the play. What a, what a fucking pass by Tyler, by the way. Like, let's give him a little credit here. He gets out with one hand, recovers it, flings that shit across his body while he's falling out of bounds. Like, really perfectly. Like, that's a great pass. He catches the ball. Let's And let's acknowledge the seven on the clock. Now, look at all the space he has in the middle that he can go. Uh... He's going to go. He's going to take a hard dribble, go past Hartenstein, going to go. And again, I just think he could, you know, I know that that's Ananobi there. I do think you got to take one more dribble and then go up. I think you want to go up at the semi-cert. Like, you're just, you know, and that's a tough finish over Ananobi. You don't get the offensive rebound. And I wanted to, like, make, like, kind of highlight that. And I don't want to pick on him. I just, like, I think that's such... It's it was what jumped out at me. It's like why are these layups harder than they need to be? You know, like just get a like one more dribble, bro. Like just one more dribble, and you're there. Uh, next play is one I really liked actually. Uh, no, it's not. That's the Charlotte. Okay, this is a different play. Uh, they're running pick and roll with Bam. And let me try to remember where we're going here. Again, again, it's just a theme of of Terry, um, not kind of making the right reads in pick and roll. So Bam's going to come up to screen here. This is in the Washington game. So, you know, Bam kind of makes that's a, and that's an, and I wanted to also highlight, this is a, this is such a shit screen by Bam. No contact guy fights over. He's at Rozier's hip. Like what a bad, what a bad lazy screen, bro. You know what I mean? No contact, whatever. Bam's rolling. This guy's on Rozier. Rozier has not, like, beat him. Takes one dribble. He's still there. Now Bam's man is in front of him. And it's like, you're kind of up here, and you take this really hard contested layup, right? He, he makes it on the putback. But again, the you got to, like, you got to beat your man, right? And that little that little second where he kind of, like, takes a second off the— Like, you got you to gotta accelerate before your defender recovers. Right. And I know it was a bad screen and that's kind of a lot of that's on bam. And that's why like, I want to be lenient with him too, because I do think that some of the spacing is not so good on a lot of these plays. A lot of it is like poor screening. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, but 
you got to be your man off the dribble. You got to take like go hard to the rim because if not, you get kind of caught in these situations. He does a good play by getting his own miss. But against good teams, that's going to be much, much harder to find. We move to the Clipper game, which is a really good defense, and, and we'll kind of rewind here. Um, he's going to get... And I like when they start actions off movement. So Rozier's going to come off a screen to get the ball from, from Hawkes. And he's going to... Harden gets caught behind that BAM screen, and he's already behind the play, right? And their spacing makes sense to a degree. You know, BAM's going to have to, like, kind of move, but, you know, at least they have Caleb... On the weak side, they have Hawkes at the top of the key, who's like a respectable shooter. And they have um, Highsmith, who has been kind of shooting okay this season. So Rozier's going to kind of go. Bam's going to come screen Harden again. Now Harden is like already moving. Look, he's not, he's in bad defensive position. And Bam's about to screen him. And now you're going to have a big and drop if you're Rozier. So boom, gets that screen. Norman Powell is not there in time. But Plumlee steps up and he takes, again, the weird brother take a fucking go to the rim bro take another you beat him you have the angle why are you slowing down there's no reason you you guys did everything there's you gotta go boom take the angle take a hard dribble past him he's playing up on you you're gonna get a foul or you're gonna beat him you gotta go you cannot be scared of a fucking plumley brother in 2024 like he just he goes up and it's like, bro, go go around, go past him, take a hard dribble and get to the basket. And I don't know, that's like the stuff with him that's been a little frustrating. Go back to the Nick game. He's uh he gets a, so this is an, another example of them getting kind of the switch on Ananobi uh, on with Butler when they run the pick and roll. So kind of bring this back. So they kind of run a side pick and roll with Jimmy. They get the switch. Now, for me, if I'm doing this, it's to get Jimmy a post-up against Brunson. That's the ultimate goal of that. Because they did this against the Clippers to kind of get, and then they got Kawhi switched onto him, and that was almost a turnover. And they do it, they did it a lot against Durant, and they did it a lot with Ananobi. And if I'm Miami, what I want out of this is not for Rozier to dance and take a tough turnaround which he does, but he like cooked KD. He had a really tough turnaround on Paul George and Kawhi, and he he gets the basket here, but you kind of want like, you kind of want to get the ball to Jimmy and let him work against Brunson. I mean, they just make their lives so hard for themselves sometimes, and I just don't understand. Like, that's just kind of the theme of this Heat offense is sometimes they just make life a little more difficult than it needs to be. Again, another Jimmy Rozier pick and roll, this one at the top. You get a switch. Uh, you don't get a switch, excuse me. It's just kind of bad defense by New York there. So Butler comes, good screen. Brunson's trailing. And Anobi stays with 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 Jimmy kind of halfway. DiVincenzo has to come help. He Look, he goes to the rim. No one there. That's how you do it, baby. That's how, it, that's how it's done. Beautiful action. Look where Bam is on the play. Hardenstein. Probably should have come to help. I don't really like Bam in the dunker spot. I do think it's like a general problem with them. But you like that. And I like how involved they they put Butler because I think that Jimmy can roam on the court for a lot of times. And I think that kind of giving him a little bit of purpose is good. I think that kind of involving him in screening actions gets him, you know, I think bringing your best player in the play is really important. And I think that they just need to find more avenues to do that and i think they need to involve 
both Bam and Jimmy in more actions. You know, they need to, they need to do, they need to, they need to do some of that more. Um, here's another, here's another look. Uh, so you have Bam and pick and roll. You have Rozier coming. And I like this for a couple of reasons. And we're going to run this back from the top. So Rozier's going to run pick and roll with Bam. Look how good this screen is compared to the other one in the Wizards game. Look at Bam. Gets the chicken wing on Paul George. He gets caught in the screen. Look at that. Leans in. Beautiful, wonderful, physical. You have Plumlee in front of you. And he does the Lowry, right? Paul George is recovering. Takes one dribble. Gets him on his back, right? You're going to navigate. And you're going to slide in and get the foul. That's that's how you do it. And that's with a good screen from Bam. And that's, you know, and, and basketball is kind of a, a, you know, you need everybody to kind of hit on all cylinders. <clears throat> Jimmy being a good corner shooter also helps because Harden's just not totally in the paint. Although Harden's not the best defender in the world. And, and listen, the paint's crowded. I mean, you have Paul George, you have Plumlee, you have Harden right there. Uh, Kawhi, you have Norman Powell, who's totally helping off Caleb Martin. And again, this is to kind of emphasize they don't care that Josh Richardson's open. They don't care that Caleb Barnes open. And this is just kind of this is just kind of the life that he lived. Nobody cares if these guys are open. Right? That's just that's just the life that they live. They don't care. Th- these guys are living, they play offense in a phone booth. And it's kind of hard to win games when, you know, your teammates are just totally ignored uh in pick and roll. So it's just really freaking fucking frustrating to watch. And it's like, they've been going through this forever. So let's take a look at another play against the Clippers. And this is a little bit of kind of a a little bit of a quick hitter. So they're going to run a little handoff. And I like this because when you play really elite defenses, sometimes you need to play a little fast. You need to be a little decisive and you're not going to get 10 out of 10 shots every time. But if you can get eight out of 10 shots against a good defense, that's a huge win. And I think Rozier does a great job here. He's coming off. Boom. Handoff. What a great screen by Bam. Get some your coffee. Caught. Good. And again, no hesitation. He, he flies off. Look how fast Rozier flies off. Look at that. Commits to the drop. Gets the pocket pass. That's what I want to see. And Bam takes a little dotted line shot, which he's good at. And that's what you want. You know, that, is that a shot at the rim? No, but you get your second best player, a really good look in the paint, a little jump floating hook thing, and you run it. It's in rhythm. It's a great catch. You find him in the pocket. That's what they need to do more of. And that's the synergy he needs to build with Bam. They need to find that chemistry. They need to find that connection. He needs to learn how he wants to roll. Again, beautiful, decisive, quick, and look, Look how many Clippers come because that's a fire drill. Like, oh, this guy got this deep. He breached our defense. Harden comes in. Um, Zubac is going to come. Paul George is there. Norman Powell tags in. Like, all these guys are like, oh, fuck. Like, that guy got the ball, and that's a make, right? So that's that's big time for them. We'll go back to the Wizards game where, which plays. Okay, so they're running a, a stagger screen here with Jimmy and Bam. And I like when they, and that's why I said earlier, I want them to involve their best players in their actions. So Jimmy's going to start and trigger the set. He's going to come off a Bam screen and then give it, pitch it out to Rozier. Now look at Jimmy and Bam. They're both going to, they're going to get in 
kind of stagger screens. Rozier's going to come off the Bam, the Bam and Jimmy screen. That's a great screen by Bam. Kind of see this. This is what this is what people get mad. At. Look, look at him. Look at him lean the hip out. Kind of boom. Mm, gets him caught. We love that. And Rozier's going to come off. I think he needs to be a little quicker, a little more decisive, but it's okay. Look at that cut by Haywood Highsmith. And we're going to look at Haywood on the strong side of the ball and look. So he's going to come off. Defender's not watching. That's that's what they, they need movement in their offense. So Rozier is met by a big and drop. You know, I think in another universe, if, if Highsmith doesn't cut, what he probably does is tries to go at this guy one-on-one, probably try to force Tyler's guy to help. But in this case, that's a great pass. That's a decisive pass. Now, Bam is coming behind the play to offensive rebound. Haywood gets a shot up, and there you go. You get guys in motion. You get your guys involved. You get guys that are moving. This is another action where there's a lot of movement on the play. Rozier is going to come off of this little DHO from Jimmy. And again, I want to emphasize how much I like them using Jimmy as a screener for Rozier. That's been one of the most positive things in their offense, whether it's kind of handoffs, whether it's forcing switches or trying to get him downhill. So Jimmy's man is in drop. Boom. Comes off. Jimmy kind of pops because he's a good three-point shooter. His man stays with him. Rozier beats his man. Look at Hawkeye's cut. And again, this is kind of what I emphasize on movement. Kevin Love's at the top of the key. Hawkeye's is at the wing. Defender to his back. Makes a right cut. Rozier's coming. Look at three defenders are coming to help. And when we talk about that this team needs rim pressure, this is what you mean. You need, when you get to the basket, you need guys to come help. You need guys to move so that you can get easy shots for guys like Hawkes. Great find, good cut, easy layup. A guy who had been struggling, who's come back from injury. That's what you need to do. Look at all the movement. Jimmy had the ball. Rozier had the ball. Hawkes is going to have the ball. Caleb's moving. Kevin's doing his job. You love that. That's team basketball. Go back to the Nick game. Again, so play kind of start early. They run a pick and roll, and they get the switch that I've been talking about. So, again, a Jimmy Rozier pick and roll. They get the switch. Now Ananobi is on Rozier, and Jalen Brunson's on Jimmy. That's an easy entry pass, and eight on the shot clock. The Knicks are like, they double. Look at Rozier kind of drift, right? So Rozier's going to come out. Jimmy sees the double. That's it. Waits that second. That's a step in. Look at Bam screening DiVincenzo, who's coming off of Hero to help. Let's watch that all one more time. So entry pass and a Nobi help. Bam's getting ready to screen DiVincenzo. And boom. So he misses it, but that's that's the process that you want. You know what I mean? Like you want, you want guys. I guess Bam doesn't screen DiVincenzo, but you get the point. Um, he was in the way. You want these open looks off help and rotation. Um, and you know, you kind of hope that, I mean, he has to knock these shots down, right? Like they're not going to, they're not going to win games if he doesn't knock these shots down. So again, you get stuff off ball movement. You get kind of, again, you get Jimmy, you know, to, to, you get, you use Jimmy as a screener to, to promote switching, to get switching, to get him in a, in a post area where he's a threat to score. And that's really like, they're not going to be a top five offense, but you need to help yourself into kind of like getting these better, better looks, right? So we'll watch a few more. 
and then we can all, we'll all discuss together what we think. Um, I believe this is a lob. Yeah, this is a lob to open in the first quarter of the Wizards game. I believe it is. Again, we have Jimmy. Look at Jimmy come screen for Rozier. Bam's bringing the ball up. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bam's bringing the ball up. Rozier comes off a Jimmy screen. Tyus Jones is caught behind it. Now Bam's man is dropped. Rozier's turning the corner. Bam's rolling. One dribble, lob. Jimmy's man doesn't help. Beautiful. That's how you do it, baby. It's not, it's not, it's not rocket science. You know what I mean? Look at all their three best players on offense other than Tyler or involved. Uh, and I don't know if you've noticed on a lot of these actions, Tyler's just chilling, being a spacer. And that he has to, and that may be like not so sexy, but I think Tyler's like a little bit too far out here. And that's kind of the theme with him. But I think that a guy of his caliber needs to be open to doing that. You know, I'd like him to move a little bit more, but I, he needs to be willing to be a spacer and to help these guys get comfortable. Because again, Jimmy screening, Rozier coming off, bam, little screen, roll. Jimmy kind of floats, boom, lob, easy, money. And that's that's what it's about. The last one for the day. We have a little transition screen by Jimmy, little roll by Jimmy, re-screen, and he gets to the pull-up. Now, this is important for them because I don't think they have too many guys other than Tyler that are kind of getting these kinds of looks. And I think when you're playing in the regular season, you're going to need to find some solutions for drop in the season. And I think Miami's look kind of bad against drop because of you know kind of guys dribbling into traffic and everything. Again, they're pushing Jimmy screens, re-screens, coming in, big and drop. Now, I don't really like Bam cutting here. And I think, again, like, I don't, are you trying to offensive rebound? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, you're kind of in the way. But look, get to the free throw line, big and drop, elevate. Like, that's what you want. And I think that's good offense for them. And he hit quite a few of them in the Clipper game and also in the Sacramento game. He missed a shot, but that's a good look. And I know it's early in the clock, but you're wide open at the free throw line. Look, elevation, nobody's around. There's no contest. Brunson's caught the screen. Randall's not stepping up, Mitchell, whoever that is. And uh, Josh Hart's not there to, you know, to to ruin your season. And yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of what I was looking at. And I think ultimately what I came away with was he's improving his synergy with the team as the games go on. Duh. But I do think that his decision-making needs to be improved. I think he needs to find these passes quicker. There were a lot of other clips that I had of like just some of his other pull-ups, some kind of dribbling into help a lot. Sometimes that he should have accelerated, but didn't Uh, more Jimmy and him pick and roll Um, things like that. But I think he has been okay. Not good, not great, but okay. I have doubts that he can be this huge difference maker for them. I think that he cannot, I don't think he's done a good job of improvising in chaos. And I think in the playoffs, that matters a lot. I think when shit goes off script, you need a guy that's going to solve problems on the fly. And I don't know if he's shown you that he can be that guy. I think he's adjusting to the team. I think he's adjusting to the guys on the team. And I think he'll get more comfortable as time goes on. And I think ultimately like adding a guy who you know can score 20 a game is pretty huge, but I have some concerns on defense and we didn't talk about defense today, but 
that's the other kind of side of the equation where I just think their defense is a lot worse since he's gotten here. And again, they have a really great defensive performance against the Clippers and they all locked in. And I just not sure that like at the end of a really big game, if he should be out there, especially when you're already going to commit to playing Tyler out there. And I just think that that becomes a little bit of a problem, um, you know, for a guy that, you know, you're investing a lot in and that you want. And again, that was an issue with Kyle too. Kyle wasn't closing every game. So I totally understand the organization's decision-making, but he needs to finish more because he does get to the rim and he's doing the right things. He just needs to get to the rims more. And they need to get that going more than anything. He needs to turn those finishing numbers around because if you're just scoring six more shots, six more field goals in the paint, you know, that's 12 points. And that that swings the game. You know what I mean? Like you may think if you just kind of correct a couple of these, bro, if you even score two, right? That's 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 four points that matters. You know what I mean? That that flips quarters around that that changes stuff from a 13 point deficit to a nine point deficit, right? That that just feels so much more doable going into a quarter, you know, from 15 to 11. Like there's so many instances where even just two kind of corrections on field goals make a lot of difference. But I think ultimately he needs to do a better job of making those reads to the shooters and the wings to the rollers. And Miami has, I think, done a lot for him. As we kind of saw, a lot of different things, whether it's bringing him off of a screen to another ball handler. We saw that with Jimmy. We saw that with Bam brings the ball up, you know, so he can kind of come off a screen to have a guy behind him, whether it's that, whether it's him getting the ball off a kickout to attack already an already bent defense. We've seen him with Jimmy and pick and roll. We've seen him with Bam and pick and roll. We've seen him with uh, double drag screens with Bam and Tyler, Jimmy and Bam. Uh, we've seen him just with Jimmy to kind of force some switches for him and for Jimmy. So I think the Heat have done a lot to kind of get him to try to find him things, right? And I, I do think that the Jimmy Rozier pick and roll has looked pretty good. And I think they get a lot off of it. And I just think Jimmy's a really fucking great screener. We haven't seen a lot of Jimmy trying to roll off of it. And I do think that it gets complicated when they switch that a lot. But Jimmy can slip. And they can kind of make something happen. But I understand that their spacing is just not very good. Trevor never says the offense is stagnant, not a lot of movement. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to highlight the plays that they did have movement, like that Highsmith cut, like the Hawkeyes cut, like the, the the those actions where they have like two guys screening and one ball handler. That's the stuff that kind of helps them look competent. So I'm hoping that they can build off that. But I don't know. I'm not feeling great about them I'm not feeling great about their team I think Rozier is a good player I think that he'll continue to get better and I think as you kind of saw like as the clips got progressively more into the future uh there were fewer mistakes and more highlights you know not a lot of not a lot of highlights from his stint against Memphis or Boston but for sure even the Nick game that they lost there was a lot of good the Clipper game that they lost there was a lot of good you know that Wizards game there was some stuff against the Kings too that I I didn't. I pulled, but I didn't use because uh, I don't want to inundate you with five bajillion clips. Actually, you know, I will show the Kings one because they they did. Uh, actually, actually should have done this one because they don't run pick and pop is kind of an important element to their offense now. Now that they have love, and uh, you kind of see him run it with with Kevin, right? Kind of gets the step. That's the decisiveness that I want. That's a wide open jumper for a guy who, albeit struggling, you know, you need him to hit shots. And again, that's a that's coming off a handoff and he's been a lot better off handoffs and screens in my opinion. 
knocks it down. So shout out to uh shout out to my man for improving. Shout out to the Heat for trying to make shit happen. But I don't know, guys. I, I don't want to sound like a doomer. I don't feel great about them this season. Uh, I don't feel great about Rozier, but you know, after I, and that's kind of just what I say after watching him for, I spent all day, right. A whole afternoon from, from fucking 2 PM to now. Well, not to now I went to the gym, but you know, you, you, you get, you get the vibe. A lot of, a lot of watching Rozier film, a lot of leaving unimpressed. Hope he can turn it around, but that's where I'm at. So hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I had fun. Hope, I hope you guys did. And we'll see you tomorrow for. I forget who they play. Who do they play, chat? Do you guys know? Do I got to look it up? Chat, you know? They play Orlando tomorrow. I feel like they've played Orlando a lot lately. Uh, Orlando, San Antonio on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we have our trade deadline show. And then, yeah. So that's that's kind of the week in MHB. Um, there's no game on Friday and there's no game on Saturday. And we'll bring, and then we got Boston on Sunday, the 11th Super Bowl Sunday against the Celtics. That's crazy. Why would they do that? Is that a national TV game? The NBA is so weird. Oh, there you go. We all learned this together. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow for the game against Orlando. And Bon has you for the Spurs on Wednesday. And then Brian and I, and plus whoever else will be on Thursday to recap the trade deadline which I imagine is going to be uneventful, but we can only hope. Maybe they do something crazy, and if they do something crazy, I'll even not go to yoga that day so we can do like an even longer show. If not, expect me at 9. <laughs> 9 p.m. trade deadline show because I, listen, I, I need to I need to go do my vinyasa. So appreciate y'all rocking with me. And yeah, see you tomorrow. Peace.